Welcome back to the Get Unstuck and On Target podcast. I'm Mike O'Neill with Bench Builders, and we're business coaches who love helping leaders sleep better because they've solved their tough planning, process, and people problems. In this podcast, we're talking with thought leaders to get their insights on ways to help you or your business get unstuck. Joining me today from the Boston area is Dr. Steve Messnio. Steve is a business development officer with Satara Systems. But for 18 years prior to joining Satara, Steve was the founder and owner of All Access Physical Therapy. So today, we're going to discuss Steve's journey as a small business owner and the lessons that he's learned along the way. Steve, welcome. Thank you, Mike. Glad to be here. Steve, I introduced you as having a doctorate in physical therapy, mm-hmm. and I think I know what that requires to become a physical therapist, but if you would walk us through, what does one have to do to become a doctor of physical therapy? Well, these days, it's uh, probably a little bit different than when I went to school. It's a four-year college degree followed by uh, it's probably a three to four-year you know, postgraduate graduate work in physical therapy which will include internships and, and that type of thing and different practices. In my day, when, I, when I, I actually took a different route, I went to the University of Massachusetts, got my undergrad in political science, of all things. Didn't really do much with that. Decided to go back to school, which I did. I had to take a bunch of community college classes that were within the science field for me to you know, be accepted into a grad school that I went to. And that, that program was a three-year program with a year-long internship at a acute rehab hospital. And that's how I got my master's. Now, two, a couple of years later, the profession transitioned to a doctorate in PT. And I had to, literally for me, I just had to go back on and take four additional classes that allowed me to have a, a doctorate degree. So that's how I got it. Most, most, uh, for most physical therapists today, it's, it's probably seven years of schooling before you you get your license to practice. So what was it about physical therapy that attracted you? Well, you know, I went to, when I went to UMass, I was originally going in there as a pre-med student and then, you know, life took me in a different direction at that time. So, but I always had an interest in, in helping people and, and wanting to uh, be in the medical field. So when I was, once I had graduated, I was just kind of working these average jobs. And, and one of the things that I'd started hearing about was this field of physical therapy and some friends of mine who were, were going to grad school for it and so forth. And at that time I had been playing basketball and actually injured my knee pretty severely and had to actually go to physical therapy after uh, that and, and get it rehabbed. And I had the opportunity to really get into a great clinic with a guy who owned his own practice and told me what it was all about. And he was, he was definitely happy with his decision to in things he was doing. And, and for me, that was attractive because I always wanted to control my own destiny. And so that the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, I can be a physical therapist and own my own business. That's what really uh, attracted me to the field and, you know, got me going into it. So that's what kind of drew you to that profession as a recent graduate with a physical therapy degree. Did you go straight to opening your own practice or did you affiliate with someone else first? Yeah, no, I actually, um, so I, like I, in, in the program I went to, we had a year-long internship where I was at this uh, acute care hospital for a year. And then afterwards, I had a, an entry-level, you know, job as a staff physical therapy for a company, you know, not too far from, you know, where I'm located, about 30 minutes from where I live. And for three years, I was, I worked there and the 
great part about working there, the company was called Body Works Physical Therapy, they're no longer in existence, but the two guys who owned the company were looking to build, looking to grow, and they needed help. And they wanted somebody who was also open to learning the business side of things. And I had basically said from the get-go that it, my goal was to own my own practice in three to five years. So they knew right from the get-go that that was my intention. And they took me under their wings and uh, taught me a lot of stuff, not only about physical therapy and how to take care of patients, but also how to you know run and manage a business. And they gave opp- me opportunities to to learn how to do that. And that was great. Those was, was big, uh, those, they were essentially my first coach, so to speak, but they were really good in guiding me and, and helping me understand the business side of the, of PT. Gotcha. Did you have any business courses while you're in PT school? No, not at okay. all. Actually. Yeah. There may have been one or two people came in and just talk about what it's like to run a practice or work in a hospital, but there was nothing extensive in terms of really learning how to run a physical therapy practice. And, and most of what I learned was on the job. So let's make that transition. If I heard you correctly, you spent several years with uh, this other physical therapy group. Did you from there go open your own practice? Yeah. So I was there for three years. And at the end of three years, I just decided that it was time to move on. I, there were some things I didn't like about how, uh, the direction the company was going with. And, and I decided that, you know, I wanted to be closer to home, want to spend more time with family. And there was an opportunity in the town I lived in to add a, another physical therapy clinic. So I started exploring, started you know, putting a plan together, found a location inside a fitness center. And uh, you know, the rest is history. Within, within a couple of months of starting the process, I had the practice open and we started in August of uh, 2000. Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, August, August of 2002. That's when we opened the practice. I got you. Now, as you know, Steve, the, our listeners are primarily leaders. They're decision makers. Some of our listeners um, own their own business. I talk to folks almost every day who long to own their own business. And that's in part why I wanted to spend the time with you. We may not get into the specifics of physical therapy, but we're going to be spending time talking about what does it take to start your own business and, and grow your own business. And you just, you launch right into it early on. You, you're in the town you want to be in. There was a, maybe a need that you could actually meet. What were some of the early lessons that you learned as a new business owner? Well, I mean, for one, you know, you had to, you had to hustle and you had to take some risks. I mean, we, we leveraged our, our homes. I say we had a business partner. We leveraged our homes we, we to, to get a loan, which we thought was a significant amount back then. And, mm-hmm. but we said, you know, we need to do this to get the business running. And so we did. And from there, it was just a lot of, you know, hustling and, and introducing ourselves to different people, especially the various doctor's offices in the area, being creative in how we could offer our services. So for a while at the beginning, we used to do some traveling PT services to local senior citizen homes just to bring the therapy to them, make it more convenient. And that allowed us to, to bill and, and you know bring in some revenue for our business. And I had to learn to, you know, I was a little bit of a driver and a little bit of, a, you know, I wasn't as open to ideas or open to people as I should have been. And so my customer service at, at some level was not where it needed to be and uh, realizing how to, to tr- really treat people and take care of people and be aware of where they're coming from. I was a little bit of a bull in the China shop back then. So I had to learn, you know, how to, you know, really see people, see things from other people's perspectives in order to be successful. And that came from, 
certainly work with my business partner who had a, you know, had a great skills in doing that and, and being able to relate to people, but also just in terms of, you know, I guess stumbling and learning and, and recognizing that you have to make changes if you're going to succeed. So if I'm hearing you correct, what you're saying is you got to start and you start by doing whatever you got to do to begin getting folks coming through your door. You started and continued, you know, reaching out to the medical community, looking for those referrals. But you said you also learned relatively early on in the process that your driver tendency might not have fit, fit as well with, with your clients and that you had a business partner who that came much more natural to. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, that's exactly right. And so for me, it was, you know, learning from him and for him learning from me, he, he was the, the driver in the clinic. In other words, he really did well with patients. He had a great personality. People responded to him. And so I had to feed off of that. And at the same time on the business side of things, you know, he had to learn things from me that he didn't even know and how to handle and manage. So we, we, we played off each other pretty well. And for me, and I was, but I was always the one who really focused on the business development side and growing the business and, and doing the things we needed to, to have the, the processes in place. And, and for a while, right out of the gates, we did pretty well. The first thing I, one of the first smartest things I did within the first six months of being in business is hired a marketing uh, firm to help us develop our message, develop our content, develop a strategy for putting ourselves out in the market. And that really, you know, set us on fire in terms of the number of patient visits that came in, because once we implemented it, it was, it was well-received and we were able to grow quickly. So that was a good lesson in terms of just being able to say, Hey, I need outside help to improve our marketing process. Hired somebody who really knew what they were doing, who taught me what to do and how to do it. And it made a huge difference for us. Interesting. Now, as you were growing quickly, did that present yet another set of quote problems? Oh, sure. You know, it's a lot of it's around just being able to hire people and then train them the right way. And, you know, we didn't really have a lot of that in our background in terms of really knowing, knowing how to manage people or, or how to quantify what they were doing and, and the results that they would get for the company. So for the first, you know, after the first year and a half, almost two years, we were at a position where we were doing well. We had some employees. They were, you know, good. And we had some employees that went through that weren't so great. And, but we were kind of stagnant in terms of where we were going in, in terms of growth. And, and, and Mark and I, unfortunately, were at the time very much, you know, easily distracted. There are other opportunities that presented themselves. And, and some of those things included real estate investments. Some of those things included owning a, a different business entirely and trying to get that going. And so, you know, those distractions, you know, took us, took us away from focusing on, on, you know, working on the business instead of just in it. And, and then also working in these other things that were just really not going to, you know, make, unfortunately make much money for us. And, you know, looking back at, so the, the next smart thing I did was, was at a marketing group, a presentation that was run by Dan Kennedy, a well-known sales and marketing guru. And one of the leaders there took me aside. We had a conversation. And at that point in time, I realized that, you know, we really could use a lot of help in terms of the systems and processes we're trying to put in place to grow our business and, and do better. And so I hired my uh, first business coach at that time. And it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Why would you say that? Why was it the best decision you made? I think it's because he he did a great job of breaking things down, breaking down the various parts of running a business, the various, various silos. 
and and really taking me through an education and process of putting systems into place to make our business more efficient and run better. And and that also included how we managed employees and kept them happy and and kept them efficient in their processes. So it was just a a long-term education on how to really build and run a business the right way so that you could quantify it and understand the results that you're getting from it. And then as a result of those results, you could turn around and, and either pivot or make, make shifts or changes that would allow you to continue to grow and be profitable. And so, but I, I always look at it as a, from a number standpoint, you know, we were at probably doing about $600,000 in, in gross revenue the year that I hired my coach. And within the following year, we had jumped to $950,000 in gross revenues, which mm-hmm. for, you know, a couple of guys who didn't have any really business building background, that was a huge step for us. And it just grew from there. That is significant. You know, we've talked about two things that you tapped into early on. You engaged someone who had a marketing background and they really kind of helped put your practice on the map. And then you said you, you hired a business coach and you've already given some statistics that resulted from putting processes in place. These are things that would reflect positively on your experience. May I ask if you were to kind of look back on mistakes that you might have made as a business owner, what might have been some of those mistakes? Yeah. You know, I think some of those mistakes included just focusing on things that, you know, didn't need to be focused on like those other opportunities. And we ended up opening up an indoor batting cage in the same facility we worked mm-hmm. with. Well, that took a, that ended up being very distracting to us. We tried to do some outside things like real estate investment. Again, very distracting, didn't really get us anywhere, but we had other people, people who we knew as patients or, or people in the community that influenced us to take a look at these things. And instead of really focusing and honing in on the business, we were, you know, kind of chomping at the next opportunity and without really dialing it in and that, you know, so really have, hiring the business coach to help us get focused on that made a difference in terms of uh, reeling us in and, and allowing us to, you know, stay in the, stay in the lane, so to speak. I think, you know, for us, uh, for, for me, some of the other mistakes I made were really not holding my partners accountable as they should have been held in terms of, in terms of running the business. And, and part of that was because I I had this desire to I had this desire to control everything back then, and and you know he, I knew he, it wasn't his strength, but at the same time I also let him get away with things that you know it would have been beneficial for him to learn, so that we we could have you know spread our wings a little bit more and, and opened up more opportunities within the physical therapy realm, and so you know those are some of the, the basic mistakes I made that if I look back you know, I would have changed. And, and frankly, I probably would have changed the structure of our partnership as a result. And I think the way we did that was not beneficial to me. It was more beneficial to him at, at the end of the day, but you know, you live and you learn. And we do learn. And that's why I ask if you don't mind sharing some of those and keeping with the theme of this podcast, Steve, can you think of, of a situation or situations by which, as you kind of look back on that experience, where maybe you got stuck and if that happened, what what happened and what did you do to get unstuck? Yeah, so there was a point in time where years went by. In 2009, we decided that we were going to move out of the current location. It was too small. And we said, hey, let's let's open up our own fitness center in, in conjunction with the PT. We saw this big vision of you know overall wellness and so forth. And so we, we, we built out this warehouse and created this big, you know, entity with a gym and a physical therapy clinic. It was great. 
but over time, you know, I, I took on more and more of the responsibility of running the business. And I saw my business partner, you know, uh, again, not holding him as accountable as he should have been held. He started looking at things like, for example, he got involved with a nutritional MLM, you know, mm. network marketing company. He was mm-hmm. all about that and trying to focus on that and trying to sell that to patients and so forth. And, you know, I got to the point where I got frustrated in, in you know, his efforts to try to build this thing, thinking he was going to make it, make him all this money in it. And, and frankly, it never really did. So I, I said, all right, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start looking at doing my own thing, you know, and putting some, you know, side things for myself together, because at that point I'd learned how to, to delegate. And I was able to delegate to the right people in our organization to do a lot of the business minded tests where I could take a 10,000 foot view and, and whatever. And, it, but again, the mistake, it was, it was a blessing and a mistake, mistake being, I could have said, all right, well, let's just, you know, let's refocus and start, you know, opening more practices and making more money that way. And maybe, you know, having conversations about restructuring our, our partnership agreement and, and so forth. Okay. That didn't happen. But what I did do is I started my own uh, coaching business, but that was a, that ended up being, you know, the point in time where I started getting really stuck in my own self and what I, what I could accomplish. So I started this more like internet marketing coaching thing, and it just didn't take off. And I learned some good things from people around me, but I just couldn't make it happen. Couldn't, couldn't um, get clients on board and, you know, I wasn't making the money I wanted to make out of it because I was literally thinking, can I break away from this, this PT entity because of what was going on with my partner? Well, I ended up doing an, a networking event where I met my next coach and, you know, we had, she was more of a kind of life business coach. So she understood the, the fact that, you know, people's own mental attitude and how they view things can impact how they do business. And so we had a conversation and, you know, I remember just explaining all my frustrations and, and, and she kept on asking really unbelievable questions. I don't remember what they were, but she got me to the point where I was just absolutely in tears over the mm. phone and chatting with her. And, you know, she basically said, look, you know, you, you obviously don't sound like you're a good place. And I, I had to say, no, you, you're right. I'm not. And so I hired her and that was uh, the, you know, she really kind of took me to the next level of, of, of understanding in my journey here. And it kind of woken me some of the, the, the things that I hadn't awoken to my, myself in terms of how I was, how I perceived things, how I held things in that, you know, basically limited my ability for growth. And within the next, you know, five, with five or six years of work together, we just, she just changed my whole attitude on business and life and finding balance and understand and having joy in, in the things that you do. And despite all the still having that partner who was doing his thing and so forth, she just kind of realized that, you know what? There's only so much you can do there. You can only focus on yourself and the, and the things that you want out of life. And, and that's what we did. We work. She just really helped me kind of release a lot of the frustrations and anger that I had over a period of time. And it made a huge difference for the, the growth of our business and, and where I was going. You know, Steve, as we work with, in my business, with business owners, it seems as if they oftentimes think they have to do everything. Mm-hmm. And in trying to do everything, they fail at some things. And what I've heard you say is that one of the things that you did early on is recognize the value of bringing someone in who really understood how to market Mm -hmm. and they help you develop a marketing plan. As you grew, you also acknowledged that maybe you would benefit from a business coach that would help you put in processes Mm -hmm. that will allow you to replicate what you're doing. 
And then this last example you just mentioned, and that is you engage a coach that was more of a life coach in this life coach. If I understand what you said correctly, it gave you a perspective and that is to kind of put life in perspective as to what do you want to get out of life and how to restore a sense of, of balance. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like each of those three moves paid off handsomely for you. Do you find as you're working in your current role, but do you find that business owners sometimes struggle with asking for help? Yeah, I think so. I think they, and it's not just, you know, coaching help, it's help across the board in, in, in the variety of ways that business people can really improve their business. And I think they, you know, maybe they're somewhat jaded and, you know, they're so into it that they can't, you know, see from the outside in and, and see the value of what people can deliver and help them do. And, and, and there's probably some of the same mindset issues that I faced, you know, that they hold internally, you know, things like, I'm not as good as I think I am, or, you know, I'm really going to be able to, you know, do what, you know, super guy over there who's running a, a you know, multi-million dollar business is going to do There's Some of that, those internal beliefs that they grew up with that might be holding them back. There's a lot of things that can get in the way. And if they just took the time to, you know, find those individuals that can help them with those challenges they face both internally, as well as within their businesses, it would make an immense difference. And, and a lot of it comes down to, I think, you know, if you look at the financial costs, and I remember thinking when I hired my, you know, my first coach, oh my God, we're going to pay in this much money a month over, you know, 12 months to start and so forth and so on. Big picture. I, I spent probably $20,000 with him in the first year. Hmm. If you look, remember what I said about the revenue that we generated, the, the return on investment was astronomical. I mean, we're talking three, $300,000, $350,000 return on investment. That $20,000 was well spent. And, you know, all the, along the way, I always saw that return on investment because I saw a return on the, on the performance as a result of the coaching I was receiving. And that's, you know, that's the value that people you know, should understand. And they should also you need to go through and experience it and, and take that leap, take that risk that I talked about earlier in my, you know, in my journey, you have to take those risks, those leaps, but do it with the people that you feel meet your needs, that you have that rapport with, that you feel connected to that you feel confident they're going to take you somewhere. And then of course, at the end of the day, hold them accountable, you know, hold them accountable for the results you're getting. Not one month or, or two months or three months. Those are, you know, those are not acceptable numbers for you to be thinking you're going to turn your business around in. But if you looked at hiring somebody for a full year and didn't see the results you wanted, didn't see the, you know, return on investment you wanted, well, that, that, at that point in time, you may have to make a decision to move on to somebody else. That's okay. That's part of business, part of learning. It's part of understanding who's going to, who's good and who's not good at what they're doing to help you along your journey. You know, sometimes you, you spend money you don't want to spend and it doesn't turn out the way you want to, but if you keep on working at it and finding the right people, networking with people, being open to other people, you'll eventually find those people that can actually you know, take your business to a point where you never thought you'd be. As I'm listening to you, Steve, it would seem to me you would be a person that others would seek out. That is, Steve, you've been there, you've done that. When people seek you out and say, I'm thinking about starting my business, mm -hmm. and they say, what advice would you offer me? What things come immediately to mind that you have found yourself sharing with others over and over again in the form of, aspiring business owners, entrepreneurs who want to do that, what do you recommend? 
I recommend a couple of things. It's funny when I talk to, you know, young business owners that are looking for some advice. I get fired up. I get excited. I enjoy that process. But for me, it's about helping them to one, understand what they should do and also avoid, you know, simple mistakes that, you know, I made out of the gates. So one of the things I always recommend is a plan. Start with a plan and understand what that plan is. Understand what, you know, you're, how you're going to achieve the objectives you set in the plan. Understand the timeline behind that and set mini goals for yourself along the way that are achievable that allow you to take a step-by-step process for, for building the business and meeting the, the, uh, the numbers that you want to achieve out of that business. Also in having a plan, understand that there is some financial risk that you should take. You know, there's some of these people bootstrap their businesses and frankly, they don't need to. If they have a good plan that is, you know, with a, a following of people that in a, in a plan that makes sense from a, a business side of things, they can get money. They can get loan money, whether it's from a private source or a, a bank source that'll help them improve their cash flow, you know, really start the business on the right grounds in terms of all the things they need to do to get it out there in the community. And it, it can make a world of difference. But the ones that I find try to bootstrap it, you know, the process is a lot slower because they're always worried about money. And, and so they don't open themselves to the opportunities to work with people that can help them uh, move along a lot faster. Steve, this is Sage guidance. I appreciate what you have shared thus far. As you kind of reflect on our conversation, if you wanted to say, here are the things I want to make sure that the listeners heard with Steve, what might be those things? I would just say the the biggest key is to always be open to learning and from other people and taking that knowledge and implementing it in your business. I'm still learning even today. I still, I recently just hired uh, another coach to improve upon my sales process. And not that I didn't have a lot of experience in sales. I, I did, but there's always little tweaks and ways to do things even better. So I've decided to hire another individual who I, I got to know and, and learned about and saw how the process that he wants to take me through. And I said, that is my guy. I felt comfortable, you know, bringing him on board. And I, within the, a couple of, you know, weeks that have been working with him, it, the, the information he's been giving me is spot on and it's only helping me improve my own processes for the current role I'm in. So, you know, it's always about constant learning and it's maybe, maybe not just from a coach, but you know, there's plenty, there's a wealth of resources on Amazon called books <laughs> that you know, you, audio books, you know, reading books, whatever you like. I mean, just picking up a book. And one of the, the keys that I've, I learned from one of these books, and I forget what it was, but the author said, just read 10 pages a day of mm. some sort of business book, 10 pages a day. If you, you know, whether it's the end of the day, beginning of the day, get your brain working 10 pages a day can add up to just so much knowledge, so much more ability to do things the way you want to in your business. And of course, as a result, improving your profits and the success of your business, it makes a huge difference. And there's books that on mindset that can make a big difference for in terms of your happiness and your balance that you find in your life. So look at those as well. There's just so many resources out there. Listen to your, your, coll- your colleagues, your mentors, the people that you do business with and, and get suggestions on what to read or who to contact if you need help. Those people also have wealth of knowledge and wealth of individuals to put you in touch with and, and then bet those individuals or those books to what's, you know, what your mind works like. And, you know, look, there've been plenty of books I've opened and started reading because somebody recommended it to me. And I read the first couple of chapters and got bored and shut them off. And yet I'd get another book about the same topic and it was just written to my style and and enjoyed it and read through the whole thing. So again, you're going to go through that process of, 
of vetting books or, or materials or educational stuff or, or coaches uh, and other people that are going to help you. Just do it. It's part of the process and be open to it. That's all I can say. So for folks who have listened to this podcast, they have also have vetted you. And that is if they've been listening to you and they want to learn more, if folks want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do so? I'd say the best way is just to find me on LinkedIn. Steve Messinio is, uh, you know, LinkedIn-in-Steve Messinio is the best way to find me. Obviously, you'll see the information on my profile. If you want to connect with me, you know, I'm pretty open to accepting connections, especially if you mentioned in this podcast. And, uh, you know, at that point, once I make a connection, if you're open to a conversation, then I'm, I'm, I'm open to it as well. Always looking to build my network and uh, see what other individuals are doing. We're going to include your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So don't worry about writing us down. Those will be included in the show notes. Steve, this has been a real treat. Thank you. You're welcome, Mike. Thank you for having me. Definitely. I, I love this stuff, as you can tell by my, my passion on this. And so it's, it's always great to share my journey with other people. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do so. Your passion does come through loud and clear. Thank you. I, I want to thank also the listeners who have joined us for this episode of Get Unstuck and On Target. We upload the latest episode every Thursday. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you prefer. You know, life is too short to let business problems keep you up at night. So if you've been listening to my conversation with Steve and you're realizing that something is keeping you or your business stuck, let's talk. Go to our website, bench-builders.com, or just go to your browser and type unstuck.show to schedule a quick call. So I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope you have picked up on some tips that help you get unstuck and on target. Until next time.